Welcome to a special episode of Friends of Film, a podcast discussing the news and theatrical releases. On this episode, we are going to preview Spider-Man Homecoming ahead of its release this weekend. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes at Friends of Film. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by Josh Straley, the uh, friendly neighborhood superhero of uh, Fort Wayne. Yes. Well, you I mean, I drive around in my car and I help old ladies cross the street. That counts. I mean, it's not really, it's a hobby. Not really doing it for the good of the people. Just <laughs> something I like to do. You're just hoping to get praised one of these days, you know? Yeah. Now that I say it out loud, it sounds really weird. <laughs> I want to take it back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fine. But, you know, we do have a, an aspiring superhero who's already made a pretty good name for himself in Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man. We've already seen him in Captain America Civil War. We both loved him in it. Mm-hmm. Thought he was one of the best parts. Now he's got his own movie, and uh, it's coming out in, uh, you can see it in two days when you guys are hearing this, so happy 4th of July, everybody. And uh, we're going to discuss whether or not this movie will be fireworks or if they'll you know, be fused out before. So, yeah. Uh, personally, I think going into the movie, my expectations are that it's going to be in discussion for you know one of the best Spider-Man films up there with you know MCU uh, greats. I'm hoping that it can just be... Bonkers, great. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Uh, the reviews or the reactions have all been very positive. Uh, it's currently like you know, battling back and forth between like Spider-Man Two to be the best reviewed Spider-Man movie on Rotten Tomatoes. So obviously, that has given me a lot of extra just like confidence in the film. I think it's going to be a great kickoff for Sony and Marvel's relationship. Even though technically it started with Civil War, really it's gonna show full force in this one but at the end of the day i just think it's gonna be enjoyable funny and have great action and be like the peter parker the spider-man that we've always wanted to see interact with other marvel characters Mm -hmm. being in high school having fun just enjoying being a hero and just having like the endearing spirit uh so that's really what i'm expecting plus hopefully a few surprises yeah totally i mean like the 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 thing about Peter Parker that I've always loved because what's made him my favorite is him being whimsical, but at the same time, you know, that's his uh, being in the, the whimsical superhero, but that's his outlet for being, you know, reserved and quiet and sort of, I don't want to say socially awkward, but reserved and, you know, uh, it's his alter ego. Like, it's the true superhero alter ego, you know, and uh, I've always loved that. And it looks like we're finally going to see that on screen, at least from the trailers. And that's what I'm expecting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, finally, Peter Parker in his youth, not played by somebody. I think Andrew Garfield was close to 30 when he was playing. Yeah. And so was, so was uh, Toby. Yeah. So was Toby Maguire. So this is refreshing and fun to see uh Peter Parker, you know, actually youthful and having friends and dealing with um, teenage drama in a lot of ways. And that's kind of what I'm expecting, you know, him learning how to be the best superhero he can be. And uh, I think I'm going to love this iteration of him. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our just expectations for the plot, how we think it's going to play out. Uh, you know, we've seen, I think, three trailers so far, plus a ton of TV spots. I've tried to avoid uh, clips of the movie that show just straight up, you know, two, three minutes of the movie itself. Um, but from what I've you know, seen, what I've gathered, what I hypothesize this movie is going to play out to be, I think we're going to start with Civil War, basically, where it's uh, you know, him being recruited by Tony Stark, or at least him just coming back from Civil War. And that's where it's going to really be the catalyst for the movie. I think at that point, 
we see a lot of him early on of him just enjoying you know having the new suit with all these different gadgets and web combinations and stuff and kind of feeling feeling himself a little bit and getting into his groove he, there's like the the DC attack where he's like on a field trip mm-hmm. and I think that's where he first encounters the vulture uh, ultimately he gets back from there feel a little discouraged and Tony Stark's like you know let let other people deal with vulture uh, and he doesn't obviously and then you know the fairy thing happens he loses his suit then uh, you know he goes back to just his homemade suit and then I think you know we get the sequence where it looks like he's like on a plane and the plane's gonna crash. Yeah. I think that's like right near the third act, I would guess. And then uh, we end it with the homecoming dance and some not shown, as far as I can tell, final battle between Spidey and Vulture. And hopefully Iron Man doesn't get involved in any of that too much. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's that money shot of them swinging and flying together. So I'm always wondering where that's going to pop up at all. But it, you know, that's definitely curious. But yeah, I mean, it looks like it looks like Tony is shoving him out of the car after an adventure in Germany. And he's like, all right, don't cause too much damage. Yeah. Do some good. Good luck. You know, and that's that opening scene in like every trailer for the movie, I mm-hmm. think, uh, which, you know, plays so well. And yeah, it's going to be Peter Parker figuring out how to be a hero, you know, in New York, you know, uh, operating in his home turf, which I think uh, is the well, for the move for the move for me the movie is gonna like live because uh peter parker in new york dealing with common criminals is the funnest you know that you could have uh for jokes and all that jazz but then you know ultimately vulture's gonna show up and change the game i don't know where because it seems like from marketing and things like that trailers there's like two or three places where peter could get his first encounter mm-hmm. and one of them being where he's falling out of the sky and that parachute pops yeah. so there's all sorts of ways that he's going to get entangled with the dude and then ultimately lead to the great big boat scene and then you know like you said having his suit ripped from him um but underneath all of that though is i'm wondering what peter parker not spider-man is going to be dealing uh-huh. with obviously there's the homecoming dance and obviously ned there's the, and all of his friends are going to be uh you know Ned's going to be wanting to know what's up with Spider-Man and then Peter's going to have to navigate. It looks like he's trying to ask Liv out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Zendaya's Michelle. It looks like they're working on a group project together. So that's going to be a big plot point. Uh, so that'll be fun to see. And then, yeah, I don't think we know what the finale is yeah. or what's going down there. And I have to give total props to that because um, we haven't seen a single thing mm-hmm. of it. And that's awesome. I'm stoked about that. I mean, even go back to like, you know, I know Amazing Spider-Man 2 gets a lot of flack because that marketing campaign showed basically the entire movie. But mm-hmm. if you look at, you know, Guardians 2, you look at, you know, Civil War, uh, you don't, none of that marketing shows you exactly, oh, this is beat for beat, really how the movie's going to play out, how it's going to end. I mean, Civil War could probably guess a lot of it from the trailers, but yeah. Guardians 2, they pretty much hid the final act. Uh, even though I think they showed clips of it in the trailers, but you can't, mm-hmm. there was no way in that moment where you could tell, oh, this is what's happening in the third act, Yeah, which I think is exactly what they're doing here. They're going to leave some surprises and hopefully deliver big time on them. Um, but, you know, I think start to bottom, this movie is going to be a hit or a failure based on, you know, Tom Holland and his, you know, how well audiences buy him as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Because I think for a lot of people, 
You look at Tobey Maguire, you're like, that guy's a great Peter Parker. You look at Andrew Garfield, you're like, he's a great Spider-Man. Yeah. But they don't, neither one of them are necessarily like the best Peter Parker and Mm Spider-Man. And if Tom Holland can do that, I think that's where he'll really shine, really make his mark of being the high schooler who he's a little nerdy. He's an outcast, but now he has all these responsibilities and powers and he's got to, He's got to save his neighborhood and save the city and maybe one day save the world. And, you know, think about all that, looking at, you know, Tony Stark, you know, the biggest superhero in the world currently and seeing, you know, the Avengers facility and the everything and seeing, you know, this could be me one day. How do I get there and dealing with all that and trying to maybe live up to those expectations that aren't there currently? Yeah. He's trying to set himself up to already surpass those too quickly and then get a little over his head and everything and, the way Tom Holland played him in Civil War, the way he's looked in the trailers and just interviews and everything, he looks like he's going to nail it in every single aspect, whether it's the serious moments, the comedy moments, the action moments, anything I think Tom Holland will be able to pull off in the movie. Yeah, I mean, we've skipped his origin story, mm-hmm. which, you know, uh, for better or for worse, I think it's a, it was a good idea, yes. you know, and he's... It'll be interesting to see what notes they bring back from that dialogue with Tony Stark in Civil War, because... I had never heard it presented that way right. before. That's you know, a great way to do it. Wh- you know about like why? Because you always ask yourself that. Like mm-hmm. at least I have. Like why doesn't any superheroes not they have powers? You know, go out for the track team, like the Incredibles deal. Right. You know, like he can't be too fast. He can't be that's too a, slow. That's a great yeah, moment. Yeah, exactly. Second place. Second place is good. Yeah. You know, and uh, they kind of like they monologue that moment of comedy in, in the Incredibles to a dialogue between like, you know, um, Peter Parker was a nerd who, you know, couldn't do any athletic stuff. So even though I have powers now, I should use them for something else other than trying to make myself look better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was, that was perfect. And I'm curious to see how that comes back be- in, for people who are just showing up to um, homecoming and may have missed out on civil war. So the Aunt May Peter Parker dynamic will be, I think, something really cool to watch too. Yes. Like you said, but yeah, the character of Spider-Man—that's what the movie's going to hinge on. And you're absolutely right. You know, it looks like if if he hits that perfect note between those two, uh, he's going to be gold. Yeah, and the other big part of this, I think, just showing how good Tom Holland will be or will not be. I think it it, it is he that he will be a standout. Uh, will be from his relationship with Rob Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. He's reprising his role as Tony Stark uh, for the movie, and uh, he's caught a, he's caught some flack. Maybe not him specifically, but at least the marketing of being like, "Oh, it's too Iron Man centric. He's going to take over the movie. It's really Iron Man Four, not Spider Man Homecoming," uh, which yeah. I think is has always been a ridiculous claim to make because it seems to me like we've seen three scenes with him pretty much. Like mm-hmm. we've seen the car scene. We've seen the scene where he's like talking to Peter about, oh, don't worry about the vulture and riding him through the Avengers facility. And then we've seen uh, the scene where he takes away his suit. Other than that, and then the, like, you know, the final shot of like, oh, we're all, we're going to f- fly away together yeah. sort of thing. Like, Swinging into action. Yeah. Like n- we haven't seen anything else from him. And I feel no. like that is all we're going to get from him, which if that's the case, I think it's perfect because I don't want him to come in. We've already seen that he comes in for the ferry and saves the ferry. I don't want to see him, you know, in the third act with Spider-Man's on the ropes against the vulture. How's he going to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Iron Man comes in, delivers a blow and he's, he's, he's done. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see any of that. This needs to be Spider-Man's movie where he proves this is why I'm the hero. 
I'm not a sidekick. I'm not Tony Stark's sidekick. I'm a future Avenger, and Tony Stark, you're great, but let it, let it be Spider-Man's movie. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is on loan for all intensive purposes. Yeah. And, like, you know, when you rent something or so, or somebody, if you will, not that you shouldn't be renting yeah. people, that's <laughs> illegal in all 50 states in Guam and Puerto Rico. But, you know, they're they're exemplifying him. He's... He's the tentpole of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is. Tony Stark. So when you shoehorn him into your movie, it's almost not shoehorn, but when you plug him into your movie, you want him to be there to say, hey, he's Iron Man here. He's Iron Man there. This is a part of that chapter. And I think that's what the uh, Sony producer had been kind of talking about mm-hmm. um, in terms of when she said that Kevin Feige's uh, movies have become, you know, must-see events. Yes. And putting Tony Stark in there is the perfect way to say, hey, here's what's next. Yeah. So I don't have a worry about Plus, it just, it just makes it clear for anybody who may not be aware that this is a reboot, maybe didn't see Civil War. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, I, I saw Iron Man. Uh, so now Iron Man's in, in this one. Okay, so they must be like in the same universe or whatever. Like, it just makes it that much easier for people yes. who aren't, you know, hardcore MCU fans who've seen all... 17 movies mm-hmm. now i think and you know seen all of ages of shield and all the netflix stuff and you know been keeping their you know their eyes on you know what the deal is between sony and marvel right you know, i think it just makes it that much easier mm-hmm. to bypass all the stuff by keeping him in there but at a small level because at the yes. end of the day it's this spider-man's movie and we also get a chance to see a lot of his supporting cast from the comics and stuff one of those who we don't really know who she is really Zendaya uh, she's said to be playing Michelle there's been rumors that she was you know she's going to be MJ there's rumors that she was uh, not MJ that she's just Michelle that she's somebody else that she's somebody else there's been so many rumors about her what what do you think we're going to get from you know quote unquote Michelle is that her name how much is she going to be in the movie uh, is she going to be super important or what yeah you see I, I don't know at all because the thing is she's gotten the ex- almost the exact amount of screen time as just of all other Spider-Man's friends almost mm-hmm. you know so she, if she is integral going forward which I hope so because Zendaya is fantastic um, it's not obvious and it's not apparent and I like. I'm glad they're keeping it that mm-hmm. way. Ultimately, I mean, my gut says, oh, she may end up being Mary Jane, mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like her and Tom Holland are going to have awesome chemistry going forward. But um, I would not be surprised if they went a whole different route, because I mean, it's the first of his standalone movies, and if they're planning a trilogy or a, a saga around him, take your time. Don't don't you know blow it all in the first movie. So, what do you think? I mean. I do not think she'll be MJ. Okay. I think maybe at one point that was being considered and then things changed or whatever happened, but I don't I don't think that's where they're going to go now because they've kind of made an emphasis, whether it's Amy Pascal or Kevin Feige or Tom Holland or whoever's talking about the movie, of saying, you know, we've seen five Spider-Man movies already. We've seen a lot of his supporting cast. We've seen, you know, the Green Goblin twice. We've seen Doc Ock. We've seen The Lizard. We've seen Sandman, Venom. We've seen all these people before. MJ, Gwen Stacy. So they're trying to do stuff new. That's why they mm-hmm. chose Vulture as the villain. That's why they have, you know, Ned Leeds or, you know, Tony Revolori as Flash Thompson. Or they're bringing in Liz Allen. They're doing all this different stuff. So to be like, okay, well, we're going to bring in Mary Jane right from the start, I think 
goes against that a little bit. And I think it makes it more fun if she would come in in a sequel or later down the road where yeah. he's not, you know, a 15 year old. He's coming out of high school and that's when mm-hmm. they meet or, you know, whatever the case is. I think it makes a little bit more sense for her to be just later on. So I don't, I don't know who she is. There's rumors out there about who she could be. I may believe one of those. Yeah. Uh, I won't get into it here just because in case it's true, then it, it's a surprise and I spoil it and I'd feel bad about that. So uh, I do think whoever she is, I don't think she'll be in it a large amount. I think she'll be in like very quick short scenes mm-hmm. spurted throughout the movie that ultimately pay off in some way down the, like either it's the end of this movie or the next movie or whatever. I think it'll give her a good role. Yeah. Hopefully so, so. Uh, but the villain of this movie is Michael Keaton who plays Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. the Vulture. What are you expecting from the former Batman? Well, and, and former Birdman. And, well, and present Birdman. Birdman. Current, current Birdman? Current Birdman, Vulture Man. Yeah. Raptor. He likes to play things with wings. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's, his, that's his favorite. Uh, well, Michael Keaton's a phenomenal actor, um, and... I think you're gonna we're gonna get a Michael Keaton performance, but I don't know what to expect of Vulture. We've been told that he's got a good backstory mm-hmm. or a decent backstory. I'm not sure if it's Civil War caliber Branzino, but right. um, it sounds like he's of someone trying to adjust to the new universe, and that's something interesting and i love the idea of okay well what's the average person doing while superheroes are springing up everywhere and super villains are popping mm-hmm. up everywhere uh you know wreaking havoc on economies or you know whatever the case is so it, maybe i think there's hints at social economic yeah. criminality you know so they're going to be upping their game i suppose but um i'm i'm really interested to see the back and forth between him and spider-man you know the people in both of these guys look like they're entering brave new worlds. So uh, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Yeah. Uh, for what do you me, know? What do you think? The, I don't know if it's been really f- shown in the marketing, like the trailers or whatever, but in you know reading interviews and stuff with Keaton or Kevin Feige, Pascal, Watts, whoever it is, uh, they, they've revealed that, you know, in this version of Adrian Toomes, he's like a... Uh, collector of like he like cleans up like debris and he's you know a junkyard guy basically but then in the aftermath of avengers and everything tony stark starts damage control start cleaning up after himself which was the big money thing for Keaton and his crew was you know we get all this alien tech we clean up after the avengers we get some keepsakes Mm -hmm. sell them on the black market for a ton of money they can't do that anymore because of tony stark's thing which is why he has the revenge against tony stark and then Somehow Spider-Man gets involved in that, I guess. But I like the fact that, like you said, that it's it seems like they're they're tying it into a larger thing where it's not just okay, he's just a random dude. Right. Like he's a guy that has lived in this universe for years, yes. Yes. and is a, his. We're seeing the effect of it of not okay, okay. How does Ultron affect you know mm-hmm. the ramifications of you know cybernetic security or whatever? Like we're seeing. How does an alien invasion affect the everyday blue-collar worker? Yeah. Which I think is cool. And to see Spider-Man be the one to deal with that, to have Tony Stark say, don't worry about that guy. He's not He's not a threat, really. Mm-hmm. Like, other, we'll deal with him if he becomes you know a larger problem. Right. To see Spider-Man say, 
no, like I'm dealing with this. Yeah. And to see Keaton, I think he's going to give a really powerful performance as the villain. He'll he'll be grounded. He'll be slick. Uh, you know, just menacing and. I think he'll be go down as a really, really solid MCU villain at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think that's really that's a really good point. You know, like I like I like the idea of supervillains having reasons for doing what they're mm-hmm. doing versus some crazy guy invented a suit in his garage and now wants to like fly <laughs> right. around ter- terrorizing people. It's like, well, why? What made him want to do that? Oh, well, he could. Okay, you yeah. know, and the, yeah, if that all plays out like that, you know that. It makes me feel good about things going forward. Yes. It's like the idea of what the Android guy, forget Ultron? his name, not Ultron, but the guy that he creates. Vision? Vision says in Civil War, mm-hmm. you know, well, when heroes pop up, yeah. supervillains pop up too. Because, you know, yeah. balancing acts yep. and such. So joining uh, Keaton in his villainous uh, ways will be kind of a group of people played by Donald Glover, Logan Marshall Green, Bokeem Woodbine, and Michael Chernis. Uh, we know that Michael Chernus is playing the Tinkerer. We know that uh, Bokeem Woodbine and Logan Marshall Green are playing versions of Shocker. And Donald Glover's character has been revealed. It hasn't been confirmed by Marvel and everything, but it's come out. But we're not going to talk about it just in case it's, you know, nobody wants to know about it. It could be considered a spoiler, so we won't mention him, but, you know, at least his character and his identity. But how do we think that these guys are going to, you know, play out and be involved in the movie i, I don't think in a big capacity mm-hmm. but spider-man's got one of the best rogue galleries in all of superheroes yes and seeing them throw a slew of them in there to get things kick-started to create this this brave new world like we were saying earlier is awesome mm-hmm. i don't know what they'll do or why they'll do it but getting familiar and feeling like you're just in this world with the uh, like all sorts of names popping up all over the place yeah, it's New York. It's the Big Apple, baby. Let's let's see everybody, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I love the idea that they are just they're not just wasting, you know, they're not just having, you know, Logan Marshall Green play Goon 2. Mm-hmm. Like they're using somebody from the comics who Shocker's probably was never going to be the main villain in a movie, but no. he can be a side guy and then maybe down the road be part of Sinister 6 or something. You never know. Yeah. So I like laying the foundation. I think all I'm not familiar with Bokeem Woodbine, but I am with Michael Shurness, Logan Marshall Green, obviously Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. So I think all four of them will give good performances and uh, hopefully have a uh, room to grow moving forward. Because I think I like the idea that you know the Tinkerer is probably helping you know Shocker make his his gauntlets, helping Vulture make his flight suit and everything, and you know moving forward maybe helping. Mysterio with his technology or helping just any helping anybody else just make stuff. Yes, because that's how comics work. Yeah. I mean, characters show up everywhere. They don't always play a big part, but they're like, hey, Spider-Man, how did you know I was helping this guy? He'll get punched in the face. Spider-Man mm-hmm. swings on to the next villain, you know? And it, it just, it's the perfect idea. I mean, comics are moving away from hero, villain, kill villain, new villain going forward. Yeah, it's not villain around. of the week anymore. Yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. It's everybody's here. Mm-hmm. Get ready for anything, you know, yeah. and I love it. Yeah, so we also have, because we are going to see a lot of, we're going to see a lot of Spider-Man, but we're also going to see a lot of Peter Parker because mm-hmm. they made a point about this is Peter Parker in high school, and in your high school, you got to have classmates, you got to have friends, crushes, bullies, 
We got Jacob Batalone playing the friend, Ned Leeds. We have Laura Harrier playing the crush of Liz Allen. And we have Tony Revolori playing the bully, in a sense, uh, in Flash Thompson. What do you, what do you think we're going to get from these three? Well, I mean, Jacob uh, is is just hilarious mm-hmm. in every scene him and Peter Parker are in. I mean, their their handshake, their like best friend handshake yeah. is like featured in one shot, and it's the best. And you know him like learning Peter Parker's secret that they uh, show off yeah. in the trailers too. Just uh, breaks my heart every time I see that Death Star shattering to pieces. I saw an interview where they said I think they they had to do that like six times, so they had to break six different oh man models so they have like all set up and uh-huh. everything too <laughs> awesome and they, it takes forever to put those together because yeah. i've done one um but yeah i mean tony Rivalori too who i you you can't say enough good things about him yeah. uh, but I, I obviously budapest hotel is where he shines the most and but he plays like stoic quiet really dry humor so to see him on the reverse side of that is going to be awesome because mm-hmm. i Flash is a rich, spoiled kid. I, yeah, you know, in this version, usually. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think. Well, I mean, most he's like he's time, like he's like a jock. Yeah. So yes. this time he's more just like, I'm. I have more money than you. Yes. So you suck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that looks like it'll be a fantastic uh, representation of him. And then uh, I don't know what to expect from Liz Allen. She's a new character. Well, that, she's from the comics. I mean, yeah, I've never ran into her before. Okay. Um, and then you didn't mention her, but Ingori Rice is a friend too. Yeah. But I don't she's, know. She's uh, she's Betty Brant. Yeah. I'm so don't know her either. She but. uh she's the character that uh, Elizabeth Banks played in the Raimi trilogy. Oh, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's very young. Wow, I didn't well, yeah. even make that connection. Yeah, it's it's different, but crazy. Yeah. Okay, cool. But I like it. Yeah. yeah. So what do you what do you what are you trying to feel about this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much on board with you with everything you said. I think Battle looks like he's going to be a scene stealer with his comedy. I think Laura Harrier, I've not seen her act in anything before, but she's like a, f- she's a model, so having her be like the high school crush makes a lot of sense. Uh, Tony Revolori, a big fan of from Grand Budapest, but also, you know, dope and stuff. So I think he's going to be a really cool villain. Hopefully there's going to be layers to him, not just like, I'm rich, you're poor, you suck, I win sort yeah. of thing. And I hope he can maybe have a bigger future moving forward. I know he's interested in being like Agent Venom and stuff, which would be cool if they ever got to that point. Totally. But you, you never know. And then, yeah, like Angory Rice, loved her nice guys. Uh, you know, there's also like Abraham Atta from Beast and Donations and it's in some capacity in this movie. Uh, so to see all these other youngsters and stuff in there, I think is cool. And mm-hmm. hopefully it just gives... It make it, I just wanted to make it feel like a high school movie instead of like if he has like multiple friends or multiple classmates that he's constantly interacting with instead of like in the Raimi trilogy or in Mark Webb's movies, it's like he interacts with MJ or he interacts with Gwen and then he interacts with like Flash. Like that's it. Yeah. Like he doesn't have any other friends. <laughs> yeah. Like I know he's like a nerd kind of, but like you still have friends no Absolutely. matter how of an outcast you are. You at least have yes. a couple. His, his school interactions are limited to discovering superpowers, talking to his crush, or getting beat up. So it looks like they're finally flushing that out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we also know that Marissa Tomei is back mm-hmm. as Aunt Bay. I mean, Aunt May. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do you expect her to have a big role in this movie? Yeah. I mean, of course. She's Aunt May, and there's there's questions about Uncle Ben that don't go answered. Obviously, he's gone already. Yes. Um, and 
I would not be, I would be shocked if they failed to flush out that typical part of the origin story in passing reference, maybe a few mm. keynotes, but. I think I, you'd be shocked then. Oh, really? Okay. I don't, I don't think they're going to mention him. I, I mean, I think. I mean, I think they'll, I think they'll mention that alluding, he's gone. Yes. But I don't think they're going to like. Let's say, relive it. Yeah, yeah no, they're not going to be like, oh yeah, you, I remember when he died on mm-hmm. this night on this avenue or whatever. Like, yeah, exactly. They'll make a passing reference to it and that's it. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so we'll have all that go down and then she'll, she'll probably lay out some advice, uh, you know, that probably contrasts or meshes with Tony Stark's or, you know, maybe they even butt heads about it. Yeah. Which would be crazy because Tony's saying no, she's saying yes. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to go from there. Do you think she will find out about that Peter is Spider-Man in the movie? No, I don't think so. I think that kind of, I think that would ruin a little bit of it if yeah. she knew. Yeah, I hope, I hope that don't reveal that yet. I'd rather that be something that happens, you know, later down the road because then she'll just be worried about him in every sequel or whatever. Mm-hmm. makes it more fun, even though it is kind of somewhat unrealistic when like, Oh, this kid keeps leaving and coming back with bruises. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what's happening to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, Marissa Tomei is great. Love Rinse of War. Uh, I hope it's, it is kind of that, you know, she's going to have that motherly relationship with Peter, obviously. Um, but I don't want her to also her other role to just be like the romantic banter with Tony Stark. Like, I don't want that to be her only other purpose, um, which if he's not in it that much, then there's a less chance of that happening. I just wanted to really be focused on Peter and, you know, commentating on, you know, Oh, we have this new hero in town. I don't like him or yeah. doing something like that. And then, you know, just being concerned about Peter and, you know, his grades, like yeah. not so much. Oh, what's, why do you, you know, why are you bruised or limping mm-hmm. or what are, what are your thoughts on Spider-Man? Just focus on Peter and not on his alter ego. Yeah. Let her be aunt May and not just the, the dialogue that grounds him in the, you're, Oh, you're leading a double life type right. deal, you know? Well, every all of his friends, you know, seem to know about it, and then it, she's just there for the oblivious aunt. Yes, because Marissa Tomei is she is she's capable of so much more yeah. than just one lines. Oh yeah, the other one I want to mention. I've uh, seen him in the trailers. We have John Favreau back as Happy Hogan. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's going to be in it that much. Probably on a comparable level to uh, Iron Man, I would assume, just in, in terms of screen time. Mm-hmm. So. That's all I got for him, but I'm just glad that we have more happy. Oh yeah, he's absolutely. great. I mean, I'm sure they've got some. I'm sure they've got a great laugh lined up with oh, him. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen him and Tony banter back and forth since 2013. Mm-hmm. So to, to get that back on screen uh, will be gold. So I'm 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 ready for that. Yes. So we're going to move on to the speculation section. Uh, one of the topics we always cover in these previews is uh, deaths. Because normally in these big movies, somebody dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any guesses on who that could be this time? No one. You're going, you're going to say no one I'm, dies. I'm not, I'm not. No one is going to bite the dust except for maybe one or two random thugs or goons. Uh-huh. But nobody important. Okay. Yeah. I, I think Michael Keaton gets locked away. I think, you know, assumingly, maybe. Uh-huh. Or he escapes or, you know, like superhero movies have been serialized again and you don't have to wrap everything up with a bow anymore there can be loose threads they'll follow the character arc but yeah i think we'll get out of this movie with nobody biting the dust i think keaton will make it out if they do have plans to do sinister six down the road Mm -hmm. if they don't then i think he would be a contender to die even though i don't want to see you know 
him die at the hands of Spider-Man because then it's Spider-Man's a murderer at 15. Yeah, kind of. or, like, an, or Spider-Man lets an accident happen. Or yeah, he's just like, he just doesn't care anymore. Like, I, I guess you'd have to do something very villainous to Spider-Man to make him be willing to just let him die all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, the other one I can think of is either Logan Marshall Green or Bokeem Woodbine because if they're both Shocker, you, why would you need two versions of the same character? I feel like one of them will die at some point and the other one will assume that role by themselves. One gets locked up. See, I'm, t- I'm, I'm looking for people getting thrown in jail more than... Yeah, maybe maybe the cops take him down or something. And oh, it's a you know, commentary on police <laughs> yes. uh, brutality and stuff. You know, who hey, knows? Hey, go for it, Joe. Yeah, uh, but we also know we have two post credit scenes in this movie. That's right. What do you uh, What do you think we're gonna get? I think we get a Venom setup for the Tom Hardy movie. For the Tom Hardy movie, or some kind of Venom illusion. Okay. Or alluding to Venom, and then we'll get a character wrap up. Something funny with Ned or. Parker or Michelle or, you know, Tony Revolori at that point. Or, you know, or if they really want to just blow me away, have the Daily Bugle land a paper on <laughs> someone's door and let J.K. Simmons' face just be there. Letter from the editor. Yelling. Spider-Man. Parker! Yeah, exactly. Something like that. How cool would that be? That'd be awesome. I would be so stoked. But you are, your mind works a little different than uh, uh-huh. mine. Give me something realistic that John Watts and Kevin Feige have cooked up. Something not realistic that I'd love to see would be a tease for Infinity War. It's not going to happen because they wouldn't, I don't think, do that already when mm-hmm. they're not going to show a trailer for a more, couple more months. But uh, I do think we're, we're, if you just look at Marvel's just history with post-credit scenes, mid-credit scenes, uh, we always get a funny one or some sort of character one. I think we're definitely going to get that. And then the other one I'd love to see is a hint towards the sequel, which they haven't even started really working on yet, but I'm, they have to have ideas on what they want to do. Uh, I know Sony wants to do, you know, a Craven spinoff potentially or yeah. whatever, or Mysterio, but I would love to see either one of those guys be the villain in the sequel. And just maybe, you know, you show uh, just like a screen... You know, in some far, you cut to some exotic country, and it's just a television screen of the events of what happened in New York, and so Spider-Man is the big hero. He's the new kid on the block, and then you see just like somebody like sharpening knives, and it's like you see fur, and it's just like, oh, that's Craven, mm-hmm. and then Snap. that that's it. Yeah, like that would be super cool. You don't have to cast anybody yet. Just hint towards that. I think that'd be cool. I don't necessarily think that'll happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I know we're gonna get the jokey one. For sure, because we always get one of those. The other one, I would love to see it be a hint towards the future, but I just don't know what that would be already unless, you know, maybe they show the tinkerer tinkering with some new uh, technology for yeah. some villain. The rhino. Um, rhi- rhino, yeah. Is that his name? No, he's just, just the rhino. Is it just, yeah, rhino or uh, Mysterio coming up. You know, Mysterio. Oh, man, I keep yeah. thinking Mysterio, but he'd be way too zany for a sequel. Without having, without having something um, weird happen in the middle. Because he's got to have a rise. He's going to go through Infinity War. Yeah. So. Like, and so whatever the aftermath of Infinity War is of a, of a guy, you know, a showman shows up like Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. It'd be very cool. Another possibility I think would actually be really awesome is if the post credit scene... Uh, the very last one, we get the mid one is the joke one, and then the end one is we see Peter looking out his window at his house, 
or his apartment, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he sees next door or in the hallway or whatever, see a redhead moving <gasps> in. He always sees oh. the back of her. So you don't have to cast Mary Jane yet, but it alludes to the fact that in the sequel, Mary Jane's going to be part of it. Yes. Uh, and just it'll let the secret live on. It'd be really fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, um, part of the jokes and like, not jokes, but part of the plot of like early comics was like him just like, you know, who's that girl type mm-hmm. of a deal. Yep. And if that could like play out through like all of the second one and then set up, set up a satisfying ending, that would be fantastic. Yeah, it would. Oh, it's such a great idea. I hope that, that happens. Uh, well, outside of, you know, those possible connections to the MCU or Sony Spider-Verse, where do you think, do you think there's going to be any other, you know, references to other events or cameos of certain characters or well, we've anything got, in the, anything else that we don't know about? We've got two nailed down. Parker mm-hmm. and Chris Evans have making like cameos, but Chris Evans is more retroactive yes. as, a, as a video. And we know that Peter is wrapped up in what he just did in Civil War, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think i mean maybe there'll be some daily bugles flying around saying like captain america missing is Mm -hmm. he like you know in soviet russia they'll you know some kind of national inquirer-esque right you know headlines to what's going on but dr strange seems to have kept everything contained Mm -hmm. in the different realities so that probably won't have anything to do with the world yeah but i so I'm going to land on everything is pretty self-contained outside of, you know, civil war. Cause I mean, maybe Tony will drop a reference or two to something mm-hmm. happening or brewing, but I, I think it's going to be really minimal. Yeah. I think we'll get a mention of the events of the first Avengers movie because, you know, at some point, you know, if you're a 15 year old kid and you're meeting Tony Stark and Iron Man, you're going to ask him about all the times that he's saved the world and be mm-hmm. like, I was, I was, three blocks away when you fell out of the sky yeah. like I, I saw you fall and i thought you i thought you were gone and then i saw hulk grab you like a kid would remember that yeah especially one who you know apparently met him back at stark expo right. in 2010 like mm-hmm. all that stuff like i think those kind of connections and you know easter eggs would be fun to see uh we know we're getting the chris evan you know cameo with the the uh physical fitness yeah physical fitness test thing which i think will be funny um i would i don't i would not be surprised if there is another surprise cameo that we don't know about okay there were rumors a long time ago that scarlett johansson was in atlanta the same time homecoming was filming Mm -hmm. nobody has confirmed that that was for that it's for black widow to have a cameo i think that'd be really cool if it was but i don't really know how factors in unless she's just like visiting Avengers Tower and Tony, yeah. even though she's on the run. So yeah, let's go figure. I, I don't know, but Don I'll, Cheadle could be, uh, maybe hanging yeah, around too. That's hopefully. true. Maybe see vision in there or something. Uh, I think I, I would be surprised if there's another cameo that we don't know about, but other than that, yeah, I think they'll, we'll probably have some cool Easter eggs for, you know, comic fans or, you know, the hardcore fans have stuck through maybe, Peter's got some more memorabilia from just other events or just newspaper clippings from the Daily Bugle mm-hmm. from, you know, here's this or here's, you know, Devil Rises in Hell's Kitchen. On, oh, like, yeah. That'd be super cool. Absolutely. There's no way that one's going to happen, but I would yeah, love that. You've got all those New York heroes. I mean, you got to imagine. Uh, if um, if Charlie... Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox, sh- I mean, shows up in there. Oh, that it's impossible, but uh, I, I would die. I would. I mean, that's something for a later date because the Spider-Man Daredevil relationship. Yeah. But you know, even <laughs> Marvel Studios needs to figure out how to incorporate the 
TV shows into the movies before that they try to get Sony to do it yeah, for them. Absolutely. You know, just, just maybe Sony even went out and grabbed him and just said, here, just walk down the street tapping your cane you right. know, for five minutes. How, how funny would that be? That'd be awesome. Or if like, you know, he lets him help him across the street. That, that, right. that would be a good moment of comedy it for would. any uh, devoted fans. See, it'd be simple things like that. I don't know why, you know, Marvel Studios doesn't do those sorts of things where it's so simple. Yeah. It, it wouldn't change anything other than you know, right. you Peter do. Parker has met, you know, uh, Matthew Murdoch. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Inadvertently. They don't know. They don't know that the other <laughs> ones, you know, Spider-Man, the other ones, Daredevil, they just happen to bump into each other. Yeah. It's New York. It's had to happen. Absolutely. Um, but outside of that, uh, where do you think this will rank at the end of the day in terms of other Spider-Man movies? Will it be the best? Will it be the second best, third best? Uh, and then also, where do you think it'll end up in your, your ranking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Spider-Man 2 is going to be tough to top. Yeah. The final act of that movie, the, the final two acts of that movie um, are phenomenal mm-hmm. and going to be hard to beat. But if this does everything that I think it's trying to do well, it'll. I think it'll easily displace it just barely bump it down uh-huh. um in terms of best spider-man movies and i i've been very adamant that ant-man is a phenomenal mcu movie to the detriment you know to the detriment of everyone's uh um view of me but i think this would crack my top five and knock ant-man out of that fifth position okay where i've gotten it so uh i'd have to do some reassessing about the Iron Man's and Captain America's of, of the world, but uh-huh. yeah, it could definitely get to the top five. If it, I think it could be, it could tie Spider-Man two to be the best for you, for me. Okay. Uh, in terms of MCU movies, I mean, if it, if it's a perfect, you know, five, then, you know, it's probably in my top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's, you know, a four and a half, four, it's sneaking around the top 10, whether or not it'll make it in there or not. But I mean, that's still pretty, pretty great placing oh, uh, yeah. for that. And it's really what all I really need it to be. I mean, as long as it's not, you know, in Iron Man two, Thor, the dark world territory, uh, I'll be pretty, I'll be pretty happy with it. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's going to be hard to find a movie that, uh, winds up there now that the machine is just, you know, so well oiled yeah. and running at firing on all cylinders. So, what are you expecting? Uh, you know, next weekend, come next Monday, what do you think the tally will be domestically at the box office? Well, it's holiday week, holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would. It's gonna easily. I think it's gonna slide past a hundred million and probably land at one fifteen. Okay, I'm gonna go a little lower. I'm gonna go uh, one twelve. Okay, which. Yeah. Solid opening, I think that puts it. You know, it's it's one of it's one of the better you know Marvel openings. I think that would that would make it. I think the best opening for any Spider-Man movie. Um, and I think it'd be off to a great start before it gets you know some competition in the following weeks. So uh, if it can do, I think as long as it cracks 100 million, Sony Marvel will be happy. I know early product projections were like 130. Maybe with all the good buzz and the Spider-Man brand and stuff, it can mm-hmm. do that. 
um, I'm just going a little more on the cautious side of yeah. my projections instead of typically I am over ambitious. If this, yeah, if this cracks the the young adult color ceiling, I mean, like you know, like it, it's it's bright, it looks poppy, mm-hmm. it looks like something parents would take their kids to. Yes. The Amazing Spider-Man's didn't really have that. Yeah. So and Tom Holland's just looks so innocent enough. I if it could easily jump past both of our predictions, mm-hmm. if it if it leaps that hurdle, yes. swings past, climbs over top, <laughs> yeah. whatever Spider-Man euphemism you'd like or analogy. Yes. There we go. Um, but to end it up, what are you ex- what are you hoping to give this movie out? I mean, obviously we hope every movie is a five, mm-hmm. but realistically, do you expect that it could get a five or you get to think it could probably fall it under that? It can't be perfect. It's a studio movie. I mean, there's going to be something here or there that just makes me roll my eyes, but it's, Spider-Man. It's supposed to be cheesy, a little bit funny, and weird, and cute. So, um, all that said, yeah, I think it'll probably land somewhere between four and five. Four being the the worst, mm-hmm. and that still ended up being the best Spider one of the best Spider-Man movies I've ever right. seen. Five being my f- favorite superhero was given justice, and now is my favorite Marvel movie of all time. Yeah. So that that that's where it wind up for me. But you have. You're, you've got you seem to have a different taste than me. So, what are you thinking in terms here? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think if you would ask me a couple weeks ago, I probably would say, yeah, I know. I think like a four is probably realistically what I would give it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm now thinking I could it could get closer to a four and a half, which I would love. And then obviously, I would love it if I could get it, give it a five. But yeah. I think whether it's you know, I don't even know what the problems would be necessarily whether it's just it just feels like it's too much if it's trying to build up a universe too quickly or uh it feels like sony pushed in a venom you know mention or something or uh you know there's some weird random twist that i hate in the third act like i don't see that being the case so i think a four and a half is probably what i'm expecting at this point so it would be yeah you know right around you know a right under my top five Marvel movies be tied with Spider-Man two for the best Spider movie, uh, in my opinion, but you have to wait and see whether or not it gets there or not. So I hear that man. So all we got for this preview. If you enjoyed this head over to iTunes, give us a five star view with comments. Uh, plus just share it, subscribe, retweet everything else you can do on social media. And, uh, that's all we got for the preview. Josh, any last words? Hey, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. And thanks again for tuning in to the Offensive Film Podcast. Be sure to tune in in a couple of days for our, our review of Spider-Man Homecoming.